Emotions are contagious. Hi, my name is Trina Glines, and this is Elevate Your Marriage and Life podcast. This podcast is for those who want to create happiness daily, even among the chaos that marriage and family life will bring. Get ready to elevate your marriage and life today. Welcome to podcast number 16. I can't believe we're already 16 weeks in. It's crazy how time goes so fast. Um, Before I get started, I just quickly wanted to share that my next semester of Taming Jane Academy is coming up. I am so excited to share with 40 women who are wanting to be intentional in their life and in their marriage. If you would like to join us, check out trinaglines.com under courses, and it's Taming Jane Academy. I would love to have you. And just a quick reminder that I do have a 30-day guarantee, and that actually starts the first day of class. So you get to take up to four classes, and if you find that this information isn't for you, you get a full refund. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to answer any of your questions. All right, so now I have another question for you. Has this ever happened to you? Your man gets home from work, walks in the door, and he's in a bad mood. And instantly you see it and you catch his mood. And many times it comes at a very subconscious level. And there'll be all these thoughts maybe in your head that you don't even necessarily recognize. But thoughts like, really, you're going to come home in a bad mood? If you only knew how bad my day was, really? And we now have created two unhappy people. Well, another question for you. Would you be interested in learning a better way? There is a better way. And I'm excited to share this with you today. Okay. So first, I want to talk to you about this space. It is a space that we all have, but we often don't take advantage of it. And this space does require us to be very conscious and very intentional. But if you've listened to some of my past podcasts, you know that's kind of a big deal in our lives. If we are going to make um, efforts to live happier lives, we have to do it at a very intentional and conscious level. Okay? So this space that we each have, this is how it goes. You have a trigger. You have something that has triggered you, and then you have your reaction. But in between trigger and reaction is the space, this beautiful gift that is given to us all that we can choose to learn new tools, learn new ways of being that allows us now to change that reaction to a positive act. That now we can act instead of react. So using the example that I just shared with you, you now have the opportunity to not catch your man's emotion, his bad mood. How do we do this? How do we do this? Trina, teach me. How do we do this? I love this. I feel like this is so empowering if we can learn and understand this and apply this in our lives. Um, Okay, so the first thing you need to do, the first thing you need to do is you need to name it to tame it. Okay, so you have to name the emotion that you just felt. So your man opened up the door, you saw his face in seriously like milliseconds, you recognized my man's in a bad mood. 
right? So you are going to name it. Looks like my man has maybe had a hard day at work. You're going to name it. This interrupts the catching it and allows you now to act instead of react. You're actually regulating and reflecting on it. You've now acknowledged my man is kind of looking a little frustrated right now, right? He looks like he's in a bad mood. Now, I love the book Love Sense by Dr. Sue Johnson. And I have used Name It to Tame It for years. And I actually learned it from a girlfriend of mine who she learned it and I want to say a psychology class she took. Um, and the, that we, in order to change, we have to recognize what it is we need to change first. So you have to name it. You have to see it first before you can tame it. That's on any aspect of our life, right? And I loved this quote in Dr. Sue Johnson's book, Love Sense. She says, what we name, we can tame. Yeah, I loved it. When we give meaning to something, we can tolerate it and even change its impact. I'm going to say that again. What we name, we can tame. When we give meaning to something, we can tolerate it and even change its impact. This is exactly what you are going to choose to do. You're going to change the impact of your man's emotion. You're not going to catch it. You're going to allow your man to own his own emotions. Okay? So the first thing that would happen, your man walked in the door, within milliseconds, you recognize he is not in a good mood. Name it. Looks like my man has had a hard day at work. This interrupts it interrupts how your reaction might be. It interrupts your thought process. Now you can act. And it's always best. Always go to the rule of thumb to act with kindness, right? And so you can choose then to respond with kindness. Looks like you might have had a bad day, hun. I'm really sorry. If you need anything, let me know. And then you go about doing whatever it was you were already doing before he walked in. You do not have to own his emotion. You don't. Let him have it. Now, let me, a little side note here. Um, women often struggle with their man being angry. And there's lots of reasons behind this, but I feel like one of the main ones is because we as women are givers and adapters, and we give so much to everyone around us to help create happiness in their life, to help them have a better quality of life, to take care of all their needs and everything. And we work really hard at it. And so when our man is frustrated or angry, we often almost take it as a personal attack on on he doesn't appreciate all that we've done and you have no idea how hard I work and how much I do to make everybody's lives better and how dare you be angry? Do you know do you know how much I do? You know, we just go to this negative place. And and so I just want to preface to you ladies out there, okay? Your man is allowed to have a bad day. Your man is allowed to feel anger. Just as much as you should be allowed to feel those emotions as well. His anger is most likely 
not because of you. So stop owning it. Release it. Allow him his time and stop trying to fix it. When we try to fix their frustrations, fix when they might be angry, it actually can cause them to be more mad. They don't want to be fixed. Allow them to have their emotions so much better. It's so much better. Just like you should be allowed to have your emotions and you don't necessarily want them to fix yours, correct? Okay, so I want to chat right here real quick about the six main emotions that we feel. Fear, anger, happiness, sadness, surprise, and shame. Those are the six main emotions that we will feel. And we need to recognize that emotions are important. They communicate vital messages throughout our entire bodies. We all should be allowed to feel our emotions. Nothing good ever comes from suppressing them. Um, I talk about this in Taming Jane Academy, the intense woman explosion. It's a corked volcano. Suppress, 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 blow. (laughs) It is so important that we are able to process our emotions, but we often struggle to really process the true emotion. And what I mean by this is often there is a base emotion which are one of these, fear, anger, happiness, sadness, surprise, shame. But say if you're feeling fear, you aren't necessarily going to express fear. You're going to express anger. You're going to express frustration. You're going to be intense. And so we have, we struggle to really get to the base emotion and understand where these emotions are even coming from. Um, And so it can be a challenge for our spouse as well because he or she is just hearing what is being said and not recognizing that it's coming from a deeper place. So that's something we're going to talk about. So when your spouse is upset or overwhelmed, and if we can choose to react in this way, it will work so much better. Okay? So first, the first thing you're going to do, your spouse is overwhelmed, frustrated, okay? Um, That's the trigger. You're going to stop yourself and you're going to say, what is my spouse really trying to say? They seem really upset. Look and see if you can find a root emotion. Don't go inward. We almost go into the self-preservation mode. When we start hearing our spouse is upset, We go into, oh, here she goes again. I'm never good enough. I can't do anything right. Oh my gosh, I don't want to sit and listen to this again. And we start to go inward. We start being concerned about how we're feeling on the inside. And now we no longer can see them. We can't see how our spouse is feeling. And now you're not able to even hear them. We need to remember this isn't about us. It's about what they are feeling. And now you can't see them, only yourself. So it's very important that you work on not going into that self-preservation mode and allowing yourself to be there for them. 
And it can be a challenge because they may be sharing some things that does involve you, right? Is something you are doing. And it's really hard not to go inward in those moments. But I challenge you, don't, don't do that to yourself because chances are she or he is not expressing the base emotion yet. And it's just surface stuff. It's just loud surface stuff. So let's allow our spouse to process through us and be a safe place for them to process. And how we do this is by choosing to, are you listening? Are you asking, reflecting questions? Are you validating how they feel? Are you being present? Are you not on your phone, not preoccupied doing something else? Are you being present and involved with them? Right? So you need to sustain from going inward, from going into self-preservation mode, okay? And this is a whole nother podcast. I'm going to get into way more detail of those steps in another podcast. Um, But what I want to more focus on today is that our emotions can be contagious and you can choose not to take on others' emotions. And so I want to empower you with that, that that is something that you can be done with this podcast today and implement and start working on. Um, So let's look at some examples. Let's put this in example form. I think that's the easiest way to understand it. Um, Any of you (laughs) relate to this? So you are getting ready to go out of town. Your husband's at work. He's like, okay, I'll be home at six o'clock. We'll leave at six. You're loading the car, you've got all the kids, you're trying to fit everything in, and it is so stressful. You, you've been asking the kids to get their stuff packed, they're teasing each other, they're taking forever, you're like sitting there, you know, like a broken record, come on you guys, we need to get this done, get this done, and you are overwhelmed, Right? And what typically happens if mom gets upset, dad comes home and now dad gets upset, but we can stop the spinning circle, right? Because we each have a space between trigger and reaction that actually will allow you to act. Now, there's actually two parts to this. There's the person who's feeling the emotion and there's the person that could be triggered, right? So there's two parts to this. So I'm going to break that down real quick here. The first one is the person that's actually feeling the emotion. You actually do have the ability to process this in a healthier way, more emotionally healthy. And the way we do that is very similar to the person who I kind of discussed earlier who's being triggered. The first thing you need to do is you need to name it. What are you feeling? Stop yourself for a minute. Why am I so overwhelmed right now? Why am I so frustrated right now? Name what you're feeling, right? And really get to it. Oh my gosh, we're supposed to be in the car at six o'clock. Jeff's going to be home. We have to drive four hours. Everybody's going to be hungry. That puts us getting to bed like way late because we have to stop to eat. And tomorrow we have this big day and everybody's going to be ornery and tired and it's not going to go well, and I'm just so tired. Can you see how there's like fear that the family trip is not going to go well, right? So start discovering why is it I'm feeling this way, and breathe, breathe. Okay, 
And then when your man comes home, Jeff, I'm really overwhelmed right now. I'm really worried that tomorrow's not going to go well because we're getting such a late start. Right? Like, I was able, by sitting back and going, what is it I'm feeling? Really, the fear was tomorrow's not going to go well because everybody's going to be ornery and tired. Okay? And I'm able to express that real emotion to my man instead of him coming, the kids won't listen to me and I've been trying to pack and I'm so frustrated and, you know, getting into letting that surface emotions take over, right? It's very common to have happen. I'm sure you all feel, can resonate with that. And so the first part is the person who's feeling the emotion. If we can choose to step back from the emotions we're feeling, breathe and really take a moment like, what is it I'm really feeling, Right. Then you can approach your spouse and say, this is what I'm feeling. And they're able to help with that. They're able to, you know, if I was, if I said that to my man, like, I'm just overwhelmed that tomorrow's not going to go well. And if he was to say to me, "Hun, I can totally understand that. That's like the typical thing that happens. And we work so hard to get going um, and to plan this trip and to have it not go well tomorrow. I, I get why you, you know, might be concerned about that. Let's just try and go get the kids packed up and let's get on the road as quick as we can. He has just validated how I felt. He didn't tell me not to feel that way. He validated how I felt and offered his help. Okay. But unfortunately, none of us will do this perfectly. Um, especially the one person, the, the one who is feeling the emotion, because those emotions can be intense and we might not be able to interrupt ourselves like we would like to. And it does take practice and it does take constant practice and being able to see it. It's not something that's going to change overnight, but it is something you can put in your toolbox and start working on today. But you're not going to do it perfectly. So this brings us to the second part, the person being triggered. Okay, the person being triggered. What if the person being triggered has tools? Right. So my husband comes home. He sees that I'm frustrated with all the kids. And I was like, get in the car. We've got to go. And nobody's packing and the house is a mess. And did it. My list just grows and grows and grows because we're multitask alert and we can see everything that's going on all the time. Right. <laughs> and so um, he can see I'm frustrated. I'm overwhelmed. Right. And he. So this is how it goes. He sees the trigger. He comes in. My wife is frustrated. We're trying to get out of town. He can look at it and go, OK. She's frustrated. I'm sure she's been trying to get the kids to help. They probably haven't been doing everything they're supposed to be doing. It is six o'clock. She said we'd be ready by now and the car's not even loaded. So she's a little frustrated. Now he can choose to act. He named that his wife is frustrated. He's not going to own it himself. And he can say, hey, hon, you know, I can tell you've been working really hard for this, you know, get everybody ready for the trip. I'm sure it's been totally overwhelming and the kids have probably not been very cooperative. Let me hurry and change my clothes. I will help out and we'll get on the road. Is there something specific you need me to do? Does that not sound so much better than this? Hun, why are you so upset? Seriously, the kids are saying that you're just freaking out at everybody. Just calm down. Good grief. We're going to get on the road. It's not a big deal. You know, just take a chill pill. We'll get it all packed. Just cool off. It's all going to work out. That doesn't go very well, does it? Right? Like, the way we respond to our spouse is a big deal. And we do have that space. We do have that choice of what that's going to look like, how that's going to feel. 
So catching emotions, you know, is a positive thing when it's happiness and maybe surprise and maybe even some sadness because you can share those those feelings of sadness together. But we don't want to catch the other emotions of fear and anger and shame. We don't we don't want to catch those, right? And you don't have to. So let's look at a couple other scenarios. What if your man is trying to do some car repairs? He's trying to get the car fixed. He's had to take it to three different mechanics. He's totally frustrated. He comes home totally frustrated. And let's say it's on a Saturday. He went on a Saturday. He had to go to three different places. And you, you're supposed to go out Saturday night, right? And he comes home. He's all fresh. He's a stupid mechanics. They can't even figure this out. I'm so tired. So here you have two choices. And because we're women, we think about everything. Oh, now my man's in a bad mood. The date's not going to be fun tonight. We're supposed to go out. Da, 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 da. You have all these things that are going on around, you know, in your head. And so you have two choices. You can name the emotion. Looks like he's been really frustrated with the car. Or you can catch his emotion. Hun, seriously, don't even worry about it. We'll figure it out. What are you stressing about? It, it's going to work out. You'll find a mechanic to do it. And then he's going to get frustrated because you're not understanding him. And you're both going to be in a bad mood. And your date's going to go crap. Or he walks in the door. I'm so frustrated. This is so stupid. These mechanics, they can't figure out the car. I went to three different places. And that's when you can name it. He's had a hard day. He's frustrated right now. Okay. I can choose to act with kindness and doing, you know, hearing him. Oh man, hun, I'm so sorry. That has to be so frustrating. What a long day for you to have to go to those three different places. What do you think the next step's going to be? Asking him to answer his own problem that he's having. I'm not trying to fix it. Listen, ladies, really, I promise you, our husbands don't want us to fix their problems. Just as much as when we have a problem in one event, we don't necessarily want them to fix our problem unless we ask specifically. We want to be heard. He's wanting to be heard right now. And that's such a better response. I don't have to own his emotions. I can just say, hey, what do you think is the next step? Answer it and say, well, I know, you, you know, I know you'll be able to figure it out. If you need me, let me know. And then you go about doing whatever you were doing. You don't have to catch his emotion and have it ruin the rest of the date. And you give him a little bit of time, your date tonight's going to be just fine. It's going to be just fine. But if you join in his emotion, it's not going to be just fine. How about this one? You have guests coming for the weekend. And your kids' rooms are a mess. And they're coming like at Friday at 7 o'clock. And you've been trying all day to get everything done, the grocery shopping, the house picked up, and the kids aren't cooperating. And you're kind of freaking out now because you've asked how many times, right? And your man walks in. And he can see that you're frustrated. He can choose to see trigger, okay? Her brother's family's coming at 7 p.m. Um, the kids probably aren't doing their part. Hey, hon, it looks like, you know, you're trying to get ready for your brother's family to get here, and I'm guessing the kids aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, let me hurry and change my clothes, and I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help you. 
right? Like how much better is that than coming in, your wife is frustrated, upset, and he comes in from work and he's like, what's wrong? The kids aren't doing their stuff. They're all not doing it. And we're supposed to have this done by, you know, everybody's coming at 7 p.m. And I still need to get to the grocery store and, da, 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 and going on and on and on. And he's like, seriously, hon, calm down. It's not a big deal. If the house isn't perfect, it's not a big deal. It's just your brother and his family. It's okay. They won't even care. And that right there is unvalidating everything that she's feeling. And nothing good will come from that. Nothing good will come from that. That's him saying, I don't want to hear your frustration stop. That's not a partnership thing to do, right? That's going inward, almost self-preservation mode, because you're like, I don't even want to hear this. I don't even want to deal with this. She's in a bad mood. I don't even want to. No, listen to her. Listen, be open, be responsive, be validating to what she's feeling. But you do not have to catch her emotions. There's a space. We all have that space. Here's another one that a lot of emotion might be involved in. Let's say it's Friday afternoon and you have planned a date for Friday night. And you've been really excited about this date because it's been several weeks before you, since you've been able to go out. And you're, maybe your love language is quality time. You've really been looking forward to this date. And your man calls you. And he says, hey, hon. I did not realize that I have a business meeting today after work that some of the bigwigs are coming in and I thought it was next weekend. I'm going to have to cancel our date. Now, she's going to be feeling a lot of emotion, right? Can you feel that, girls? You're going to be feeling a lot of emotion. And you're like, seriously, hon, really? We had this plan forever ago? You didn't, you didn't look at your calendar? What? Seriously? And she might get really angry and frustrated. She might even hang up the phone on him. But what's the real emotion, ladies? If you look at it, chances are the real emotion is going to be fear. It's going to be, I'm not important. I'm not a priority to him. Does he even really want to go out with me? Does he even really want to spend time with me? Right? It's going to be fear. But she reacted out of anger, right? She reacted with anger, even though fear was the base emotion. So there's a trigger, space, the opportunity to react or act, okay? He can react with anger back. You're being ridiculous. We can go out another time. Stop making a big deal out of it. Now he has caught her emotion. He's pissed, right? He's caught her emotion. Or... He can choose to hear his wife. Man, looks like she's really upset. Name it. Okay, regulate, reflect, act back with kindness. She's really upset. Thinking about them, not yourself. Okay? Don't go into self-preservation mode. Geez, doesn't she know how hard I work? And it's just... I can't change this. And why does she have to always complain? And don't go into self-preservation mode. Be outward. Look towards her. Hey, hon, I'm so sorry. I know you were looking forward to our date. And so was I. I, I. Unfortunately, I can't change this meeting. But I would love to reschedule. Would it be okay? What if we just go out Saturday night? I know we had 
that other thing we're supposed to go to. Let's cancel that. I'd cancel that so that we can go out Saturday night. It's really important to me too. Voila. Right? Like he could see that, you know, my wife is really upset. The things she's saying to me, maybe he'll be able to dig in things she's saying from Zach. And like, well, she's not important. Well, she is important to me. Well, I need to prove she's important to me. I just canceled my date on her. How can I do that? By looking towards her, allowing her to feel and feeling, understanding how I can be responsive back to her, that she knows that she's being heard, right? Instead of being told you're not, you're being lame. Why are you feeling this way, right? Our emotions are contagious. It takes seriously milliseconds to catch them. (laughs) But we all have this space, the space between trigger and our reaction or our choice to act. And it takes choosing to be conscious and choosing to be intentional. Both the person who's feeling the emotion and the person who's receiving it can work on naming the emotion so we can communicate more effectively. And this will allow us to avoid the emotional explosion, what I call for myself the intense woman explosions. Um, It's up to us, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, it's up to us to learn a better way. No one taught us how to be married, how to communicate how to be present for our spouse. No one taught us what to do with these emotions. My wife is going all off on me and she's saying all of these things and I sound, from what she's saying, I sound like a terrible person. You've just gone inward. Are you really looking at the base emotion? Are you seeking to understand where this is really coming from? Because I believe We should always assume the best in our spouses. So if one of you is upset and you might be saying some things that could come across to the other spouse as hurtful, why not assume the best out of your spouse and say, I know this isn't what she's meaning to say. I need to seek to understand her. What what is she getting at here? And seek to find that base emotion, which Dr. Sue Johnson talks about often. If if we are really emotional, overwhelmed, angry, fear is going to be somewhere in there at the base. So you can actually just be looking for what could she be fearful of right now? What is he fearful of right now? Right? Like if my man's frustrated with trying to get a car repair or something... There's a fear like, can I get this fixed for her? This is her car. I want to provide this for her. I want to take care of her, right? And I'm not able to fi- figure it out. And I don't, I don't know the answer. I'm not able to find a mechanic that knows the answer. And this is really frustrating. I should be able to do this, right? And so it is up to us to choose to learn a better way. No one taught us, but that doesn't mean there's not a better way. And I, I hope that this little bit I shared with you today will help you 
want to work on your part because it's really the only part that we have control over. We can't fix our spouse. We can't make our spouse do something differently, but we can work on our part. That is the most empowering. That's the most empowering um, lesson I have learned is that I only have control over my part. And as I choose to work on my part, my man shows up even more. My man, my man's desire to be even more for me increases because I'm concentrating on my part, not his. So I hope you've enjoyed learning today about how our emotions are contagious. They are contagious with anyone, your children, your spouse, um, family members. You can, you know, say there's a big, you know, family gathering and it's with all your siblings and family and you walk in and one of your siblings is in a really bad mood. Do you take on that emotion by saying, seriously, why are they in a bad mood? Really? You're going to come to the family reunion and be in a bad mood. Really? Really? Right? Now you're taking on that emotion. We can choose to name it. Wow. Looks like he's had a bad day. I hope he figures that out. Wonder, you know, gosh, that's too bad. Come to a family event and be frustrated like this. Hopefully he'll figure it out. And then leave and go mingle with other people and not take on that emotion. We have it in us to be able to do this. Um, And it's empowering when you can learn how to do it. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I love it. So thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. As always, feel free to share and like it. as well as you can follow me on my Instagram, which is at Trina Glines. You know, but most of all, I just want to thank you, genu- genuinely thank you for wanting to elevate your marriage and life. Have a great week.